This is Brooke Reeves with Impending Doom, and you're watching the Kingdom Four Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Four Podcast. This is Sean here. And this is Chris. And today we interviewed Brooke Reeves from the legendary Impending Doom. Uh, we had an amazing conversation. We've been trying to get in touch with uh, or to try to set this up for the last four months. Yeah, just lot, lots of crazy stuff. There were holidays, there was New Year's, and there was COVID, then tour for all four of us. And so all three Yeah, of we us, went on tour. It was awesome. Yeah, we went on tour. No, <laughs> but we were so happy that, uh, that the timing and scheduling finally worked out to bring Brooke on. Uh, Chris, why don't you let them know what we talked about? Yeah, we, we talked about Hellbent, obviously, is the main new thing from Impending Doom, but uh, he also went into a bit of the the history of Impending Doom, how they started out, uh, talked about the kind of where he wants to go with writing, some future plans for the band, and uh, a whole lot of other stuff. It was it was a really, and a random conversation about uh, carnivores and stuff. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a great conversation, and uh, super stoked for you guys to hear it. Awesome. Well, with that, here is our conversation with Brooke Reeves. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on. We've been uh, dying to get you on here the last few months. Yeah, so I'm dude. so happy this worked out, man. I'm Thank st- you so much. I'm stoked, man. I'm really excited. This is great. Sweet. So you guys just got back from playing a couple shows, what, last week or a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, two weeks ago, uh, Indianapolis ago? and Chicago. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Those are, you guys played the tour with War of Ages and O Sleeper, and then you guys did those couple one-off shows, right? Yeah, yeah. So we did the ones okay. with O Sleeper and them and War of Ages in uh, Texas. Yeah, it was a Texas one. Nice. Yeah. First shows back since uh, the pandemic? Uh, were they? Yeah, I think they, yeah, I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd it go? <laughs> they went great. Yeah, they were fantastic. Like better than what I could like ever imagine because it's just like we were off for so long. Mm-hmm. Even like before the pandemic, we never really tour. So it's just like and bands are constantly coming out and newer bands and you know, people's attention spans are two seconds long. So you think like, oh, we got left in the dust. No one's gonna come to our shows anymore. But uh, it was Turned out great. I couldn't be more pleased with how they all turned out. Were people like super hyped to see you guys? Like just to be seeing live music again? Yeah, live music. Uh, It seems like, man, all my friends that are on tour, it seems like all their shows are packing out and everybody like, oh crap, you know, we went however long without playing shows. And then everybody's like, oh, I better go to shows now to see how fast (laughs) they can like go away. So like, yeah, yeah, not taking it for granted, especially like in America, like when you go to like other countries, you know, people turn out because they don't don't get them up here in Canada. (laughs) I'm seeing seeing all these people in the States, like going out on tour and going to shows and I'm just like, they're starting to come back over there, right? Like they're coming a little bit. Technically, like restrictions wise, where I live in British Columbia, you can now, um, there's just not much what At do you least mean that I'm like, interested coming through? <laughs> right. What do you mean though? Like they're um Well, up until uh the fall, it was yeah. kind of like nothing. Like you couldn't have an event of anything wow. even in even an arena. It, it was like very minimal amount of seats. 
Really? Um, you could even if you're back, it wasn't even like a vax thing. It was just like, yeah, it was shut, just across shut. the board. And then they kind of opened it up in the fall. Um, yeah. And I, I just think music scene wise, like there are shows happening in like Vancouver, but not much in the way of this scene. That's interesting to me that I would fork mm. money to go over there <laughs> to go see a show. It's where, like, are, where are you? I'm on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. I have no idea. What's that close? Is that close it's, to? Do you know where Vancouver is? <laughs> Vancouver's like above. Isn't that above Washington? Yeah, yeah, like just above Seattle, like across the borders, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you look at a map and you see a giant, weird shaped island on a, like a forty-five degree angle next to, so it's North like an island. That's where I am. Yeah, it's like a big island. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, there's That's uh, awesome. I don't know the population, but it's definitely like probably almost half a million people live on this island. Like it's wow. a big island. But What's the uh what's the venue? Like what is what's the venue you guys have? Uh the that port feeder. <laughs> it's just the- we don't really have like a uh, like a heavy music venue on the island. I have to like go over to Vancouver, and they oh, have like the rickshaw like theater. And uh, yeah, he takes a ferry. Yeah, do you, to, do you have to take a ferry? Yeah, and it's what like the? if I want to take my car over and like yeah. stay overnight for a show, it's like a couple hundred bucks total, like to just go to a show, like just to travel there. It's like seventy five bucks each way for a ferry ride on with a car. And shows are being are becoming more and more expensive as well. Yeah. They so yeah. the few times I've gone to down to Seattle or gone over to Vancouver, it's like I make it a weekend trip. You know, oh. I'm, I know that I'm spending like a few hundred dollars to go see anybody. So, and you love living there for the most part. <laughs> Rick's trying to get you to move. Yeah. He's like, come on down to Texas. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're, man. We're one of the most expensive places in Canada to live because our climate isn't like it's actually pretty good we're in a temperate (laughs) rainforest so we get a lot of rain but we don't get like crazy amounts of snow like the rest of the country ah so it's like the tropics of canada (laughs) pretty much (laughs) (laughs) sweet Uh, yeah i'll go i'll go over there why not yeah no dude come over the week there's i'll play the i'll play the old port i don't know if you (laughs) i don't surf at all but it, yeah, I don't know if yeah. you've ever surfed, but nah. we got uh, Tofino up on the island here. It's like a, it's world famous for for surfing for surf dudes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's our I, Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, Chris, you should be a rep for uh, for can- Canadian tourism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. I want to go now. <laughs> Stay away. We have too many people on this island. It's so crowded. Uh, I hate I it. I feel you. That's what. That's how I'm feeling about Texas right now. Too yeah. many people. No, yeah, here. Texas is huge. Yeah, and, no, it's, yeah. it's booming. It's booming. That's kind of, it's getting overpopulated here. It's like for people living here, it's just. All right. All right. All right. All right. I I won't go. Uh. (laughs) No, come come hang out with me, dude. You you got a place to stay anytime. I'm just moved in with my wife's uh, grandparents. So, you know, you can come hang out here. Get some, get some good uh, grandma's meals and all that. I'm down. There you go. That's what you miss on tour is the home cooked meal for sure. Yeah, dude. Oh, that yeah. Was so thick. Definitely. Yeah. I, was it um kind of jumping back into it? Was it weird being back on stage again since it, it had been so long? Uh it's always weird for me. I have like hor- oh, yeah? yeah, no, I have horrible anxiety. Oh no kidding. Yeah, yeah, bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is it like while you're on stage or is it just like up until you get on stage and then once you're there, you're yeah. comfortable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once, the, once like the intro goes and then the song starts, then it's like a whole different me. But like prior to that, like I'm shaking, like I can't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude. Like oh, so many people I know are just like, you know, they're sleeping or whatever. And then their guitar player wakes them up and like, Hey man, we're on in five minutes. He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, let's go yeah and it's just like me i haven't eaten all day i don't do anything all day i stay in the corner and i don't talk to anybody so it's just like yeah totally different i'm like how do you do that so yeah um, that's crazy so yeah so playing shows up until when we go to start playing then i'm fine yeah then it's all good Mm. okay yeah it's, is there anything you do to combat? Is it like, is the anxiety there all day? Like as soon as you wake up on show day, you're just nervous yeah, all day. Yeah. Yeah. So on a tour, what? you're like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. The whole time. Like legitimately oh, until after the show, then I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go eat. Let's go have fun. Yeah. And then the next day rolls around and I wake up. I'm like, Oh God, I got to do this again. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I much rather record and just, record music mm-hmm. and then yeah i but i like gotcha. once i start playing it's fun yeah yeah for sure yeah i get this I get huge that. thing like my voice is just gonna go out or something oh you know you know has that ever happened during a show no never no <laughs> i don't i've only missed like one show out of the 20 years we've been doing the show oh wow that's yeah. a good record yeah it's it's decent yeah <laughs> how no. do you have like a rough estimate of how many shows you've played that's a. I was literally just thinking that. Uh, I have no idea. So like thousand, five, maybe thousand, maybe not five thousand. Five thousand? Nah, I don't think five thousand. No, says? I was about to five. say five hundred. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, you're closer. You're probably closer. Probably five hundred to a thousand. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. that's a lot. That's cool, especially yeah. only to miss one. Like. And then the guy. Did you guys have a fill-in on that night? Uh, or? Not really. The guy I, we uh, we were on tour with the Acacia Strain, and he went up there for a okay. couple songs. Oh, nice! And then I think he got over it and just like dropped the mic and walked off the stage. Yeah, he's like, I he's like, <laughs> I only memorized these two songs. I can't do it anymore. Well, I don't. I just he's think like, this is too Christian for me. <laughs> pro- pro- probably. And the funny thing is, I think uh, was it after or before. Um, I think it was after he got laryngitis or something on a tour. And then he hit me up day of, and he's like, Hey, how many Acacia strain songs do you know? And I was like, you know, the bad ones, you know, like the ones <laughs> that like, and, uh, he's like, yeah, I lost my voice. You're going to have to sing for me. So I did like a few shows with them. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no way. That's yeah. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And we, we, at, we've toured with Acacia strain a bunch of times back in the day. So. And I mm-hmm. love that band. Like, they're great friends of mine. So I was happy to help. That's awesome. Yeah. So jumping into, you said you much prefer recording over uh, playing live. So let's jump into Hellbent, dude. Yeah. Uh, you you tricked us all when you said it was going to come out in January. Yeah. And you guys just <laughs> dropped it in October. That was the greatest surprise of the century. <laughs> did, did David tell you the story on that? David did tell me. I'm yeah. not sure. We can edit this out if we're not allowed yeah, to I don't know tell if, it to the public. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to or not either, but it's out, so I don't know why not. Um, but we'll, we'll say it. Uh, so, yeah, it was supposed to come, the album was supposed to come out January 14th, and we were like, we were shooting for it. Like, we were done in 
uh, I'm gonna make up a date. I don't know, like September or something. We are we are done like in the yeah, September or something. And um, we were like, we want this out like now. Yeah. Like put it out. Like what's the point of waiting? No, like albums don't sell like they used to. So it's like you're not right. But they wanted to get their pre sell. They the 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 record label wants to make some money, so they sell you know the the shirts mm-hmm. and all the the records and the vinyls. So they want the anticipation. So I get that. But as an artist standpoint, you want the thing out like right when you're done because you want to get the you want to reap the benefits of what you've worked for. Um, and so they're like, no, nah, no, nah, the closest we can do is January 14th. And then we're like, all right, well, we're just going to have to wait, you know, five months or whatever. And then turns out the mailman of the record label. <laughs> God bless him. I love him. Uh mailed out like a bunch of pre-orders like m- like four months ahead of schedule so good yeah it's great <laughs> he, he had to be a doom 100 100 percent uh i i wish i want to know his name i want to call him i want to thank him but yeah he mailed out a bunch <laughs> of pre-orders and they're like well it's going to either leak or we can control kind of mm-hmm we can control the rollout besides the random, you know, uploads on YouTube or whatever and get like a bad quality sound or, you know, so they just released it. And um, yeah, it was great. It's fantastic. Honestly, I'm glad it came out when it did, because otherwise it would have only been out for like a month and a half at this point. <laughs> like, it would have been is, that true? <laughs> is that crazy? It's it like, feels- it feels that like it's is old crazy. now. Yeah, exactly. Old. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um I remember the night that it was supposed to come out. I was on Apple Music checking out all the new music that did come out that night. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Apple Music said that Helbit came out that day. It like fast forwarded back to um or forward back to uh January. And I was like, what? This thing's already been out so long. Like yeah. it, it was just crazy. Yeah. No, it's it was perfect. It was it, I was it was just uh, better than I could imagine. So I was I was stoked. You, you guys are just sitting back like this is amazing. Like I'm it was great it. because yeah. we had sh- we had shows planned and everything. So we're like, mm-hmm. it, I think the, we had the shows planned. So we did the Texas dates in January. So it was supposed to be like album comes out, then we go to play these Texas shows. But by the time we played it, now when it came out, by the time we played the Texas shows you know people already knew the song so mm-hmm. it was it was a lot it was funner yeah you know? that's awesome yeah how's the reception to the ep been very good yeah very, very good yeah again i mean i'm just blown away i'm blown away people like still listen and care and want to listen to that stuff and want more and it's great yeah like i couldn't be happier with your response is it makes there... me want to do it again is there like a uh, a favorite crowd favorite so far that you guys have been playing that it's just like everybody goes nuts for? Surpri- not surprisingly, but kind of surprising is um, it's the Culture of Death song. Oh, okay. that's not surprising at all. Yeah, that's no, it's my, my favorite. Yeah, off the yeah, EP. it's mine. It's mine too. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just didn't know how it was because how it's a little bit different with the verses mm-hmm. and everything. So, but uh, yeah, that one has been doing great. yeah yeah so that one's been doing good but they've all been like like when i say like say you know next song satanic panic you know people go crazy and love that song too and and uh we do um we do four oh and then no the next one we started playing recently is um we just threw it in the set was um 
I must end. And that's like a slammy song. So like, yeah, yeah. I love that and, one. you know, I, I, again, people freaking losing their minds to that. So I'm like, this is good. This is good. This Can't is what lose. I want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it's all, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was like the writing and recording process like for Hellbent? Cause you guys, I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you guys started that way back in 2020. Yeah. And then there was a little silence. And then I feel like some point in 2021, you guys posted that you were going back into the studio. It was just, am I, am I wrong there? No, you're right. Um, okay. Uh, so I went to LA to record and I just wasn't stoked on my performance at all. Mm, like it just, okay. just me personally, I was like, I can do better. And, um, so we just recorded. then me and David just sat in my house and we just recorded at my house and mm. uh, went through it together. And, um, it turned out much better. I'm glad we did that because it turned out much better. The patterns, the, my performance, my sound, my tone, everything was, we were able to take our, our time and, you know, instead of being like crunched by like being in a studio or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, being in a set of, you know, you're only allotted a set amount of time when you're in a studio, but at my mm-hmm. house, we were all just to, you know, knock out as much or as little as we wanted and just to get mm-hmm. it done. So yeah. Um, again, yeah, it would have probably been out much sooner if we did it the first time, but I'm glad we waited that time to, so I can record it, re-record it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like going into Hellbent, was there a conscious decision to make it an EP opposed to oh, full yeah. length? Because this was, one, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because the thing is, uh, with all our other albums, I feel that you don't you put ten songs out and then only like three, four max, maybe five if you're like amazing, get attention. Mm. like get real good attention and you know you only make a video for you know you have like one two singles maybe three and then you do a couple of like music videos and so those five songs or four whatever songs you choose get the attention and then the five that you the other five could be great songs as well but they don't get any love and you're just like dang it you know like People mm-hmm. gotta appreciate the deep cuts more. The ones that <laughs> I, that's I what I do though. Like when yeah. I listen to people's records, I like the B sides. I like the things yeah. that like most of the time it's not the singles that I like. You know, I listen to I listen to the full album for mm-hmm. sure, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they should have released this one like first or second because I think this is way better than their single. But it's hard when you're an yeah. artist, man, because. You think like, oh, I'm going to put the one that has is the catchiest or the heaviest or whatever. And it's it's a hard pick sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you never know what your fans you are going to like. You never know. You never yeah. know. So you just kind of you just kind of take an educated guess, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have written songs that you were surprised got as much traction or vice versa. You were surprised didn't get as much fan traction is it would that be true for you guys yeah um 
the one that I surprisingly, I mean, it's a it's a good song. It's the one that uh, Ryan Clark's on. Like that one's like one of our top songs on Spotify. Oh yeah, this is dude. People love Ryan Clark. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's Ryan Clark and he's awesome. I just didn't know for us if it was going to fare well with our fans. Like oh, there's some singy mm. whatever song, but it turned that song surprised me. Are you? Uh, I don't think you have. But are you ever going to make a Demon Hunter appearance? <laughs> I, I, I would do it for sure. Uh, I don't know if they would want that, but uh, I I'd do it. I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat for sure. Yeah, I would Sick. love to be on a Demon Hunter song. We would just listen. Like we, they're in a, they're in a decent rotation when we're uh, when we're driving in a in a van or whatever. Yeah. With the dudes, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I know David. David's huge into them. Are you? Are you a big Demon Hunter guy? I'm. I'm. I'm more than a lot of other bands like uh, they'll they'll make the rotation every you know so often uh david loves cool. them yeah yeah mm-hmm. david's the one that mostly plays them the most and like so i'll, I'll like what record's that on and then i'll go li- and then i listen to the whole record that yeah. that one's on i'm like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so no i love demon hunter i love those i love those guys you know i know a few of them have you guys ever played a show with them uh no probably a festival or something i don't think, i don't know right? a festival no that's crazy yeah <laughs> never play i don't think so yeah i would love to i would love to see them live i've never seen them live oh they're do really it, good do a sure. crossover tour hellbent and songs of death and resurrection <laughs> the acoustic, <laughs> the acoustic <record>. version <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm see well, i would up. love that you know I love the dynamics of an acoustic or that's with sick. some heavy stuff for sure. <laughs> and that's what's happening in like the evolution of heavy music is like, it went from like who can be the heaviest and all that stuff. And still people are obviously very right. Heavy music, but just the way that they're fusing, um, uh, you know, like, like, um, like bad omens or bands like sleep token. Have you ever heard of sleep token? Mm. Yeah. The, the way yeah. that he can just sing, and then they got the heavy. Just that fusion is yeah, it's so it, good. The talent is just ridiculous nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's just like these, and just like Spirit Box, like the way that they're doing it. Fun fact: Spirit Box is from my island. Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> is the, I I wrestled a bear once from Canada. No, no, no. So as far as I know, they moved to the island and then they started uh spirit box but like what do they represent Victoria, like what? so when they go on stage what do they say like where are spirit box from yeah i don't know if they still i think they claim it that they're yeah they're like we claim that british columbia from canada but yeah yeah no they're, they're from they're from my island dude <laughs> I, that's cool i, I passed up an opportunity to see them like just before they blew up and I was like kicking myself, but I've I've followed them literally from like their second song that they ever released because like I knew somebody who was in one of their music videos, so it was yeah. like yeah. yeah, yeah, they're great. Like the yeah, they're they're when they came out, they came out with a banger. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like they their 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 first like four or five songs that they ended up doing that first EP that was like what I knew them for, and then I didn't listen to them for like. A, couple years and then all of a sudden they're huge now <laughs> they're yeah they're massive and yeah. right and rightfully so they should be they're yeah mm-hmm. they they do it well 
but that's just the way that music is nowadays. It's just like the talent mm-hmm. is is there. Like the the yeah, you know, I guess you just now the evolution of just like the 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 scene is growing so much that um you know everybody's now you know like like bands like uh wage wars on tour with freaking slipknot yeah i know i can't believe that (laughs) so that's amazing like that just shows like this scene is getting Mm -hmm. some good recognition it's cool because it's growing all the all the bands right like Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. great or lorna shore was they were gonna do a tour with bring me the horizon yeah like a stadium tour like that's just crazy they're like a straight like death black metal band for sure it was just like yeah and they're doing it like it just it's insane though the amount of attention that that band's getting right now and Mm -hmm. i couldn't be happier for them as well like i'm stoked for them i'm stoked for all these bands like they're doing great they're doing they're taking the scene and they're just elevating it i got nothing but props now that 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 heavier style's coming back, are you guys ever gonna crack out nail dead resin stuff? <laughs> well, we're not we're not cracking that out for sure. But <laughs> dude, you're probably so sick of getting asked for that. No, no, it's fine. It's just it's it's too much. It's too for me. It's just like that's not fun. Like my, yeah, I, okay. I just like to like do this kind of thing and you know mm. and just vibe with the music instead of just like. You know, just going insane with it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. But um, where we were in the talks today, I was talking to David and Manny, and we are going to write, I think it's going to be pretty death metal-y, just really slammy death metal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go, we're going to, we're going to dive, we're going to dive into that. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Like Cannibal Corpse? Yeah. Exactly. Metal, like I was just showing uh that's funny you said that. <laughs> because I because David's like, we need to go like some like death metal root stuff. And I'm like, all right. And then I sent him a picture of it um a cannibal song I've been listening to. And um I think, yeah, like cannibal, but like obviously make it our own and do what we do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just really grimy and dirty. But is that uh Another EP coming up. Yeah, this is that's that the idea. Yeah, yeah. we need to, We're just gonna keep crank. We're yeah. just gonna keep cranking them out. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. At the Doom HQ. At, at the Doom HQ, <laughs> baby. Let's go. So, dude, what is the Doom HQ for those who don't know? Well, it's a big building that we built. Uh, that is perfect for where we want to do like streaming live shows and it's, so it's our, it's our building that we do. We run our, we do all our own merch. So it's where we run our merch. It's where eventually we're going to do like, we're going to do a podcast as well. Oh, um, oh sick. sick. Yeah. Me and David want to do that. We want to do, um, we shot our music video that we shot both the, the two music videos were shot in the building mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do our merch there. We want to do a podcast there. We want to do live, sh- like live streaming shows there. It's all, it's all in the works. It. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're still working on that. We're trying to get Manny to move out here, so it'd be a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we we push him every day. Manny's out in my area, right? Like, so I'm in the OC. He's in like Silver Lake, LA area. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay, that's a bit further from me. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the midst of all that cool stuff over there all the cool 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. Don't get me started, uh, not, Don't get me uh, started. No, but, but what I do want to get you started with, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So me and you follow the same carnivore pages. Dude, I saw that today. Yeah. So you and I, dude, so are you strictly carnivore? No, so I'm just animal-based. Me and my wife started this about maybe two months ago, and we've been strictly animal-based, like no seed oils, none of that, for like about a month now. Are you doing like – so my thing is, is because I'm the same way. Like I, Chris is so lost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, yeah, no, just strictly – yeah, animal-based. Just strictly like – well, like you do like raw milk, honey. You do like – Yeah, raw milk, raw honey, raw dairy. So you don't eat vegetables. No, vegetables no, are no because vegetables are, are yeah, toxic. toxic. <laughs> yes, yes, that needs to be discussed more, dude. It does. Like, why do we just accept that vegetables and green stuff <clears throat> is great for us? Mm. We just accept it mm-hmm. most of the time. Like, eat your vegetables is just something we've been told our whole lives. But you can get the same nutrition from animal-based products as you could, um, and without all the crap that's like on in you know plant-based stuff. Yeah. But I feel much better yeah. after I just slam steak and chicken and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, same. I feel like so much better. <laughs> yeah, I just feel the testosterone. I just feel like I can just run through a wall, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you you, awesome. you pull up um on the stage when you go on stage and you just have a little table with like a giant steak and you just, uh, like, a, dude, just slam just it like, before you, you know, raw like, ground beef. Literally <laughs> me, David, me, David, and Manny will we go to steakhouses before <laughs> More David and Manny because I don't really eat before shows, but like, did we like slam a ribeye before we go on stage, dude? I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great pre pre uh, pre show meal. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but my thing is, is what I can't. It's just like I got a sweet tooth. I mm-hmm. love I oh, love yeah. I love sweets, man. That's bad. I don't, I don't gotcha. do too bad with it, but like, if you want to just strictly just carnivore. Yeah, I'm bad when it comes to the sweets. Yeah. 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 But I thought that I was cool. That. I saw that you do that. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I know. I saw you like my comment earlier. I was like, whoa, Brooks Carnivore yeah, too? Yeah, dude. I wish. I just, I wish I could just go full blown. Yeah. I want to. Eventually I will. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It helps with the, the metal tunes for sure. I'm like the complete opposite of cattle decapitation because he, (laughs) he talks about killing humans for killing animals and I'm killing animals to have humans thrive. Are you guys going to have a beef track? (laughs) No, hell no. That guy will smoke anybody. He's like the legend of vocals. Like, heck no. There's a pun hidden. (laughs) What, What the beef? A beef track. Yeah, 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 yeah. He won't have that. Uh, yeah, he'll have the. Yeah, he won't. <laughs> he'll have the he'll have the kale track. Or whatever, oh, or whatever, That's or great. whatever he eats. Yeah. yeah, no, but yeah. Shout out cattle decap. What fun fact about that? Uh, Impending Doom almost never started because we were. I was probably in tenth grade, and I went to go see cattle decap at a show. And the guy is, I mean, he's the godfather of like doing the most crazy things with your vocals. Like the guy is insane. 
And um, I saw him and I text everybody, you know, at the, at the time, I think, it was, I think it was just me and Manny and then David. Uh, I don't know if David, maybe David was in the band, but I was like, yeah, we can't start this death metal project. Like I can't be against this. Like, this is just, this is fan. This is, this is peak. And if I'm not, if I'm not going to like perform at a high level, then like, I don't want to do this. This is just insane. So anyways, they pushed, they're like, well, we got to do it anyways. I was like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's record an EP. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. And then you invent, you invent Goreship. Goreship. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, Dude, talk about the, talk about the beginnings of doom. I've never heard the story on how you guys formed. So it all starts. So it, in, at my high school, not many people listened to like heavy music. Like obviously Deathcore wasn't a thing. Um, so when we first started, I was listening to nothing but like corn and like I was a big nineties new metal fan starting from like when I was mm. in fifth, sixth grade. And then, um, and then I got into, and then I got in, in ninth grade, I got into death metal and I was like, this is great. Like, I love this. This is my style, but nobody listened to it. Nobody. Um, and it was brought to my, what what really got me into death metal was my friend. We were on a bit well, I was played. I played baseball. I played baseball my whole life. And my buddy, he, I was listening to my headphones while like during before practice. And he was like, Hey, after practice, I want to, you like heavy music. Right. And this guy, he was a Christian guy. I was on the fence with Christianity. I did. I went to church a little bit, but you know, I would call myself a Christian at the time, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like really doing anything to be a Christian. Um, wasn't like going to church or anything like that. And he's like, you like heavy metal, right? And I was like, yeah, what are you going to show me? Some like, you're going to show me under oath or something like that. Like, what are you going to show me? And he was like, come to my car after the, after practice. I was like, all right, sure. And went to his car and he showed me and he's like, all right, this band's called aborted. And I was like, all right, I'm intrigued. <laughs> And seriously, oh, and dude, the the it's called the album was called is called Gormageddon, and changed my little brain, dude. Like it switched right there, and I was like, "That's what I want to do. I can do that." And what um, year was this? Two thousand and three or four. Okay, yeah, and so um, and so I was like, "I got to do this." I've got to do it. So I've got to find someone that's going to play with me. So I had no, no one, like I said, no one listened to that type of music. And then um, I was a big skateboarder at the time too. And my friend was like, Hey, you like heavy music. Don't you? This is another friend that like, these people were just popping out of the woodworks. I had no idea that any of them listened to it and he didn't listen to it, but he's like, you like heavy music. Don't you? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, you should talk to my friend, Manny. Um, I think he likes that kind of stuff too. And he plays guitar. And I was like, really? I didn't know Manny at the time. He was younger than me. And I was like, he's like, yeah, you should hit, reach out to him. So I was like, sure. And, um, cause I knew we, 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 there's two separate groups of skateboarders. There was Manny's group of skateboarders and there was my friends that were skateboarders. We were a little bit older and, uh, <laughs> two different clicks. And, um, but I knew who Manny was. I knew like his face. And so I went up to him in the hallway one day and I was like, yo, uh, you play guitar? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, we should start a band. And he's like, I'm down. And I gave him my number. He gave me his. And then we just literally went through. We tried to find like bass players and drummers. But everybody, like I said, 
everybody was Blink-182. At that time, you know, Taking Back Sunday was massive. Thrice, you know, Thrice, you know, just mm-hmm. those typical bands. Under Oath, mm-hmm. if, you know, if they were crazy, they listened to Under Oath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, and, um, but like me, I was listening to, now that I got into Aborted, and I would go to like the local music shop and I would buy CDs that anything that looked like, okay, this looks like it's good. So I'd buy all the CDs up and then eventually started going to shows. And then that's how we started meeting people that were in other cities like Corona, um, Corona virus. Yeah. Virus. Yeah. Yeah. In 2003, (laughs) we're meeting people in Corona. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. So we went, so in Corona, there's a venue that are the most popular venue in Corona is called showcase. And um, rest, rest in peace. In peace. Oh, sad. <laughs> um, and then we started going to shows and we were meeting people in Corona because that's in Corona. The scene was big over there. People were into heavy music. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah. Like the high schools in Corona were all listening to heavy music, heavier music. And they were in bands. And then eventually after like going through everybody in Riverside that played any sort of instrument that could be sort of somewhat heavy. We met people in Corona, and then that's how the bands like really started. We met a guitar player named Chris and um, his buddy Isaac, and we we wrote five songs fairly quick, and that was our first EP. So we started that in like 2004. It came out in 2005, and then okay, but not thinking anything of it, like literally just thinking, like n- not thinking. Like nowadays, kids start a band to be like, I'm going to go on tour. I'm going to Spotify. I'm going to be on iTunes. You know, you could be like, you could be on that in an instant nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you pay your 20 bucks mm-hmm. and you're on, you're on all these platforms. Um, so, but back then I was just like, oh, I just want to be in a band. I just want something to uh, let out like my rage, you know, or something out on. So, um uh put that out and it started getting a little bit of traction on myspace like people were really digging it because it was really death metal with breakdown so we just took the death metal bands and we liked acacia strain was big at the time so we listened to acacia strain so we just added acacia strain breakdowns to death metal and people were like this is great and we played our first show at a skate park on halloween I think 2005 or something. And I was a senior in high school and it did well. Like it was probably 50 people there or something like that. You know, oh, yeah, wow. it, it was pretty good. And um, from there we did, uh, we did, a, I think they invited us to do a battle of the bands at showcase for us to open for all the Corona bands. And um, we were one of like six and dude, it was packed out and, we we literally we we killed we we did really well and i was just like all right like <laughs> was not expecting any of this and i'm and i and i was doing the classic like hi um we're impending doom from um riverside you know super nervous and like timid and like just look like god get off the stage but uh it did. It went really well. And then we got offered another show and another show. And then one of the shows we got played, we're still local and we got to play with Acacia strain and Acacia strain. Like 
they were blown away by us. Like Vincent was blown away and he went out, he saw after me, like I was just a local kid and he went up to our merch table and he was asking the merch guy, like, where's this guy at? I want, I got to talk to him. And so I met up with Vincent and he was like, dude, you guys need to come on tour with us. And I'm like, like literally, you know, we, we like, it's like one of like, you start a band and like your favorite band is Phineas or whatever, you know, or we want to take you on tour. It was just like, yeah acacia strain to us was that band and um yeah he was just the greatest he was just the sweetest guy and he was just like dude if it was he 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 wasn't headlining the the tour and he had no authority to bring us but it was just it was nice to hear him say like dude i want you guys to come on tour with us and um i think the and then uh some other time some time passed and um they came back and Acacia Strain is like, this song goes out to impending doom. I'll never forget this <laughs> stuff because we were nobody, like nothing. And he was giving us shout outs and all that. And then little did we know, we'd be touring with them like five, six times, you know, went went overseas with them and became really I mean, good. You filled in for them. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and, then I, and then I fill in for him. It was just like total full is- circle. Full circle, dude. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And then we made friends with you know Whitechapel and um, went on tour with them. And it kind of just snowballed. It just like we got we just we were we were doing very well in our local scene. And then it just we got offered like an opening spot to a tour. And again, thinking like, all right, we're not going to get offered another one. Then like a week before that first tour ended, they were like, hey, in two weeks you and Whitechapel want to go do another tour with uh, some other bands. And we we're like, and, that's not, and Whitechapel was like their first time going out too. And mm-hmm. then, so we, with me, we did our back to back tours with Whitechapel and, um, and then it just snowballed. And then it was just like, okay, you want to do another tour, another tour, another tour. And then, yeah, we figured, and then we did the, we did a record on face down and it did well. I think it was like before four days last record came out for, uh, for face down. I think that, you know, Nail Dead Risen sold the most out of any anything they've ever put out. Mm. And then so it was cool because I remember when I was in the studio doing Nail Dead Risen, Jason, uh, the owner of Face Down, came mm. into the studio and I'm doing my like <laughs> you know, doing you know, doing all that. And he walks out and I think I don't know if this is true. I don't know where I heard this, but he said that it was the worst thing he's ever heard. <laughs> This is before Nail. This is before Nail Dead Risen came out, yeah. and he was like, "Why the hell did I sign these guys? <laughs> <laughs> this is god awful." Because he's so used to like hardcore, you know, comeback kid or yeah. you know stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it, and little did he know it, it did it did fairly well for him. It, it did well for us so too. Funny. It's funny you mention that, yeah. like. Cause this is no shot to you guys at all. Cause like, I'm actually a big fan now. I was telling Sean just before we, you came on was that I'm pretty sure back in the day, like early days of YouTube, you know, like 2007, 2008, it's still pretty small. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure my brother found a clip and like a music clip. And I'm pretty sure it was from that album or something like that. And just, this was before I got into metal. Like I was just getting into rock and I could not stand screaming in any way, but we yeah. heard that and we just, we couldn't like help but laugh. Cause we're just like, this is, this is like the, 
yeah. the funny crazy metal that's just like, yeah. like you yeah, can't yeah, understand yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a stereotype. Yeah, it's a stereotypical kind of metal. Yeah. Like, you can't understand what you're saying and blah blah blah. <laughs> and now, and now yeah. I can appreciate it. But it was just like funny thinking yeah. back to then that <laughs> it's like my little sister. My little sister, she was she's nine years younger than me. So when I when Doom was starting, she was a little girl. She was probably eight years old or something like that. And as we we were growing up, so we're on like the third album and now she's in like high school or whatever at the time and or beginning of high school. And um, she was like, oh, how do you play that stuff? That stuff is like, <laughs> it's it's not even music. I'll never like that stuff. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. And now she does. And oh, yeah. And then fast forward a few years later. Hey can you call the guys in August Burns Red because we want to go to the show? And I'm like, oh! oh look, look at you now! You know, it was just like, same thing with like, I think she got into like Devil Wears Prada or whatever like that. And I was like, oh! That's funny. Yeah, it all, and then it, but it does do that, yeah. dude. Like, people will say, I don't like this stuff. I don't like this stuff. And I'm like, you got to go to a show. Like, that's the, that's the, then you will understand uh, just what all the screaming and craziness is about. When you go to a show and you're like, it clicks. It's just like, oh, I get it now. Like, it's just one big action scene. You know, it's just one big action movie. It's just craziness. Yeah. And it, 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 it evokes some sort of emotion out of people. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, and it's just the same thing as like, I couldn't, I probably could, but like, sitting through a two hour Coldplay show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're good. Yeah. Like I have no, you know, they're fine with me, but it's just, it's a totally different vibe when you go to a heavy metal mm-hmm. show. It's just like, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a fine line between a concert and a show for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Just kind of just sitting there and enjoying, you know, the radio hits that are like just so overly like produced and, perfect you know like that's a perfect show you know with metal it's not it's just it's just grimy and gritty Mm -hmm. and sweaty the whole atmosphere right it's like venues kind of hot and you just yeah just like how like slipknot wanted to like burn piles of like poop at one of their shows (laughs) (laughs) but they realize it's too toxic you can't have people breathing in poop all like (laughs) I'll show only sleep not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like oh, you gotta, you're trying to create an atmosphere, yeah. right? And yeah, uh, like the band, the death metal band or the black metal band Watain, they bring, um, they put like p- real pig heads on spigots on stage, and it just stinks the whole place That's up. Disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh, it's man. disgusting, but it's metal, dude. It just like that is yeah. pretty metal. It's yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Pretty, one of the most metal things you can do. That was I was at a, a pig roast once a couple summers ago, and I took some photos yeah. with my camera of like <laughs> the pig was laid out on this like great just in flames, and I'm like, this is metal. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah like, you're, you're getting you a metal it. cover. <laughs> it, your your mind changed yeah. from like, oh, this is just food to <laughs> yeah. this is gore. <laughs> Yeah, I've been saving that dude. for yeah something maybe I'll, I'll use it for a finer <laughs> single. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should, dude. Put a death metal logo yeah. right up them 
at the top right. Yeah, yeah. flames coming off a pig. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Burn yeah. the swine. You could call it that. <laughs> yeah. Done. Done. There you go. Yeah. So, dude, I wanted to ask about about just all the lyrical things on Hellbent. When you guys went in to write that, what was on your mind? What was your goal in like the meaning and the message behind the EP? Well, there's just all kinds of things. It was. It's just. Um personal stuff in life, man. Like, um, I'm trying to become more of a songwriter in general, not just like doom stuff, but in, in general, I want to be, become a better songwriter. Cause I love like, I love singer songwriter stuff. Like guys are just acoustics and just like that are able to be vulnerable and able to sing about, you know, certain topics in their lives, you know, and I, I really, I'm trying to hone in on that. It's, it's hard. I'm, I'm a pretty private guy. I like to be private. Most of the time I don't like, I really don't like social media at all or any of that stuff. Like if I wasn't in a band, I wouldn't have any social media at all. So uh, I try, I'm trying to, in my music now to infuse more, you know, my heartfelt stuff instead of, not just instead of, but just trying to open my lyrical palette up a little mm-hmm. bit. And so when I, it was just a bunch of, um, my things is like, uh, it's like what, what I get anxious over, what I, what are my social, I guess, anxieties, my, my things that I wish I can change about, you know, me and how to become more of a, man of god uh <laughs> but like but really though it's just like in christian in christian metal in christian music i think that's why a lot of bands kind of fall off i think they want to reach this maybe on some maybe just some this they just were forced in, into it at a young age and then they got older and they're like well you know that was me when i was younger i and they never followed through never read bible never like really got fed so they just kind of walk away other people i think that they just um well i'm not perfect and i'm just a sinner and so why not uh why be a hypocrite right and just call myself not a christian anymore and so like i really wanted to do i really want to talk on that subject of of grace and of not being perfect and having real emotions i think that we're all good with like like crying and showing that sort of emotion. But it's just like, as a man, it's just like, we have anger too, man. Like, I feel like it's a, that gets, that gets pushed aside. Like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be angry, but you can cry and be vulnerable there. Like, that's fine, but don't be angry. Cause that's toxic and that's nasty. And like, you know, we have to be nice and um, PC and we got to be gentle, which is good. What, which are good things. But, as men, we go through uh, we go through a lot emotionally, and we can't show it. We can't like I never really show. You'll never see me on social media like blabbing about any sort of emotional things because I just won't mm-hmm. do it. I have my a, a group of guys that I'll do that with or whatever. But like I try to use music as a way to um, express sort of my anger and my frustrations. 
in society and in, in the Christian way of life. Cause I'm not like, I'm not PC at all. Like at all. That's why we love you. <laughs> yeah. at, at all. Like I, 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 you know, I, I, I can't do it. I can't. And that's the thing too. I feel like you have to be fake, right? Like some people mm-hmm. just have a natural, just nice, kind people. And that's fine. That's great. I freaking love that. But a lot of times people are just, you know, that's why you see so many churches and leaders and churches fall or whatever, because they're just putting on a facade. You know, they can't be real and realize like, because you have to be perfect in this day and age or you're going to get, you know, canceled. And it's just like, it's crazy because God, Jesus was polarizing mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. There, there is no Jesus and my sin. There is no, and obviously we are sinners, but it, you can't be like, well, I want to still do this part. I want the Jesus. You can have, you know, this part of my life and kind of have my get out of hell free card, but I still want to live my other life. And, um, I want to like, not marry those two things, but I want to say like, I want to be vulnerable in the sense of, uh, expressing that I do have my doubts. I do have, I am human. I do have error, but I'm never going to abandon God. Like I never want to lose that connection with God. And cause I feel like people just go, it's either this or that it's extreme. Like I'm either a sinner. I'm either like a sinner and I like, God will never love me and I'm never going to be saved. So I might as well not give up, you know, I might as well not be a Christian anymore, which me, I am a freaking huge, massively massive sinner. But like, I look at it as like, thank God for saving me. I will never like, when I get, when I read my Bible and I get close, I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like I see where I missed the mark, but thank you for giving me this so that I can like read that everybody in the Bible missed the mark, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. in the Bible is tainted and it's just like, all right, I feel better now. And it's like, it makes me want to walk closer to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I realize like, all right, these people aren't perfect. And nowadays that's all we see is like, you have to be this perfect person. And that's what I try to do in the music is kind of say like, man, I'm jacked up, but I would be even way more jacked up if I didn't have a savior that would, that forgives me and who I can turn to for strength or whatever, courage or whatever I need at the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I feel like I'd be in, I'd be, I'd be, oh my gosh, I even, I'd be in a very bad place if I was, if God didn't just reach in and be like, you know, take a hold of my life and be like, all right, Brooke, you, we, we, you're a piece of work, but we can, we can form you a little bit. I can kind of tame you a little bit. So, so that's what I really want to use my music for is to let people know, like, that you can be, you know, you can have all sorts, you could be all sorts on the emotional spectrum, the anger spectrum, the, you know, the addiction spectrum and still like be a work in progress for God instead of being like, Oh, I give up. Yeah. So that's really what I wanted to do with, with this EP and with impending doom moving forward is yeah, not because it can be and not put my faith in any man. Because that's the thing, too, is like, I know the heart of man. I know my heart. And I know that, like, man, at any moment, 
I could fall into some sort of temptation or some sort of rut or whatever. We all have our seasons of life in life. And um, so my, my, my faith is not based on any pastor, on any band, on any person at all. Every pastor in the world could have an affair, could embezzle money, could do all. And it's just like, all right, I still follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Jesus is still the same. <laughs> Jesus is still the same. Like I know guys are gonna fall. Like I know that head pastor that makes two, 20 million a year. Like, and he, oh, he had an affair. Oh, I'm so shocked. Really? The celebrity pastor did that? Oh my gosh, I would never have thought that. It's like, give me a break, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, that's so but it's sad, it's sad in a sense because it's just like they get, you know. It's just like you're one and done a lot of the times. Yeah. You know, and it mm -hmm. sucks. It sucks. It depends on. And that's why like nowadays where kids just want to be, or people in general want to be the head of their church, right? Like people don't want to just serve to serve. People want to serve now to be like recognized and be the cool person right at the church with the cool hair and the cool shoes and the cool this and, you know, look cool and be like a pretty much a model on, uh, on, on social media. You know, that's what, and it's just like, oh, and when things got rough, you fell like no crap. Cause it's all for the wrong reasons for a lot of the times. And, um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I just, I am a fallen man, but I believe in a resurrected God that can do miracles in anyone's life and can continue. Even when you go through your bad rough patches in life when you go through your worst worst seasons in life that doesn't have to be the end of like oh i tried and it failed and it's over you know yeah so yeah man it, it just it's uh i don't know it it it, it get, it's on my heart you know to to really you know the whole the whole sunday school mindset of like don't cuss, don't drink a beer, don't, like, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, whatever, but if you do those, if you do those things, it's not like, oh, I'm a horrible Christian now, screw me, screw, I'm, you know, like you said, it's extremes, right, like, mm -hmm. and people just will, people want to look at you under a microscope, and of course they are, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's one of, it's, it's sad when you, you see those kind of Christians that, like, if I was on here drinking whiskey or whatever, whatever, you know, then they'll be like, Oh, you're not, I told you he wasn't a Christian. I told you, <laughs> I told you my, you know, I knew he wasn't, he's an alcoholic. I knew it. <laughs> I was just like, Oh God, drinking the devil's juice. <laughs> you drink it. You're, you're horrible. You know, I was just like, Oh my Lord. It's just like, I try to, I try to stay away from those people as much as possible. That's, and that's religion, right? When you put those mm -hmm, kind of rules, mm -hmm. And that's the religious aspect that keeps everyone away. Oh, not everyone, but a lot of people. But like I said earlier, Jesus is polarizing. You can't cherry pick what you believe. Like it is what it is. And if you don't believe in Jesus, fine. But like, this is what it is. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> That's, that was great, dude. So cool. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm preaching from the doomsday preacher himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
No, I'm and I'm just ha- I'm having a good time with it, dude. It's it 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 really it it's really cool after all these years that that I can still do what I do and still make, you know, good connections with people and Christian or not Christian. Like we do, we, I mean, when we were starting, we did, we didn't do the Christian circuit. Like we didn't, we did all not pretty much non-Christian stuff. I mean, we did, you know, one-off tours or we did one off, we do one-off Christian festivals, but for the most part, it's uh it's non-Christian stuff. And um, I've had an opportunity to talk to a, so many different types of people that believe in so many different types of things or don't believe in anything at all and still have like solid relationships with them. And that's what it's all about, man. Because yeah, you, you, you like you planted a seed and you never know. And I mean, I've had people talk to me like non-Christian people like pulled aside, like, and ask me certain things about God, people that like you wouldn't think like would ever ask questions. And it's really cool to be able to, you know, just share my heart and my testimony a little bit and just like send them on their way. You know, they don't have to be like, okay, now say the sinner's prayer with me, brother. You know, you know, <laughs> but, but bro, no, I just wanted to talk to you. No, no, no. We're going to get you. You know, it's, it's not like that. It's not like yeah. that. It's like, I'm hoping in five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever years, months, they give me a call and like, or hit me up somehow and say, Hey man, going through this or going through that. And I remember what you said to me back then. And it really brought me out of this time or watching your shows or whatever, anything like, like that. I'm glad to be somewhat a small part in someone's life where it was a positive reflection of, of God because God Lord knows I've done some bad. That's just like, Oh Lord, I wish I didn't do that. But you know, that's life. And, we move on, but I feel like it's cool to look back and be like, all right, man, I I'm, I've tried, you know, to, you know, to put my, to put my faith to the test and put it to work. Um, and you know, a lot of the situations that I've been in. I think that's an awesome way to end this. Um, dude, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. This yeah, has been a you, blast. Bro. We've been uh, yeah. really looking forward to getting you on. I know it hasn't yeah. worked with all of our collective schedules, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's freaking past my bedtime over here. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But yeah, because yeah, it's a little bit of a time difference for sure. Yeah, for sure. So it works good because my kids go to bed about the time that you said you wanted to start. So that's what. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, 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 I'm actually heading to bed almost right away because we have to get up at (laughs) four in the morning. Where are you going? Um, My wife has to work at five, so I drive her and then I'll come back and sleep a little bit. But (laughs) you better get that house clean. Oh wait, you're a grandma. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, you can't have, cleaning. Yeah, <laughs> and the cooking. Oh, yeah. sweet grandma. We gotta love our grandmas, man. <laughs> gotta love them. Gotta love them. Amen. All right. Well, it's good talking with you, boys. Yeah, good talking to you. Yeah, dude. thank you, man. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to and or watching the podcast. If you didn't know, you can watch the video form over at YouTube.com/slash/ForTheRock. That is my personal channel. And uh, you can also stream it on all the main platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, and a bunch of other ones. Go ahead and give the podcast a rating on the platform that you're listening to it. 
It's a huge help. And you can go check us out at patreon.com slash kingdomcorepodcast to see some various ways that you can help support us. We have a, a growing Patreon community. We want to give a huge shout out to Aaron Peter, Jonathan Lyman, Anthony Kuchma, Tiffany Cadenhead, Blake and Cody Andreas for being our core supporters. You guys really make what we're doing possible. And huge shout out to Brooke Reeves of Impending Doom for being on this episode. It was a pleasure to talk to him. And we hope that you guys were blessed from the conversation. Stay tuned shortly for some more from the Kingdom Core podcast. Thank you.